Amron Smith jumps on with us, host of The Better Angle with Kate Constable, Saturdays 4 to 7 Eastern on BetQL. And as we sit here now having, you know, we've absorbed game three and we've watched the first three games yeah. of this series with, they've all looked really different. The biggest thing that stood out to me was the lack of any role players contributing for Miami from the outside, from anywhere. It was plenty from Bam, plenty from Jimmy Butler. But after that, it was a really bad shooting night for everybody else. And my biggest concern, if I'm a Miami backer, which I'm not, I have Denver and six in this, but is that if this shooting issue continues into another game, I mean, it's 3-1 that soon, right? Like, this is this is what Miami's got to do. They've got to make their threes. Yeah, no doubt about that. And the thing is, um, first, let me say thank you guys for having me on BetMGM tonight once again. PJ, you know you're my guy. We, Me and PJ linked up in Detroit, man. Uh, we did. Cam, do you remember the bad beat that we had because of our girl Tristan, how she mushed yeah. the TC West Virginia game? Oh, that was that mush? That was – oh, it, Cam it was, was on was the bad. right side. He was on the right side yeah, of it. Tell me about that. He was on TCU. Uh, oh, that was brutal. I'm still sick about yeah. it, Cam. I really am. No, definitely. Yo, and you know Tristan's my girl, man. She's definitely great people. But I just had to kind of like douse myself, douse myself in holy water and say like seven Hail Marys and, and go to church twice on Sundays, man, because I don't know what juju she has oh when it comes God. to that. But I'm just like, I got to stay away from Tristan. But it's Tristan's scary. my girl. She does great work. Yeah, for sure. It is scary. But what's, what's, even, what's even scarier, though, is six Miami Heat players outside of Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo combining for 38 points. Now, that will not get it done. And when you have issues like that, along with their lack of shooting, because you knock down 17 threes in game two, and then you think that you're back home, role players play better at home. Nah, that wasn't the case for the Heat in game three. You only had 11 total threes that you knocked down. So it's something that they have to try and really revive, because if they don't revive that and they head back to Denver, down three games to one, well, then my prediction of the Nuggets with the gentleman sweep is definitely going to be in play, and I think that it happens. So the only thing that Miami can do is really just make it very physical for the opposing guards for Denver, like Jamal Murray, as we saw in the fourth quarter. He has some issues with a lot of that 2-2-1 press that Eric Spolster extended out, and you saw traps coming very early in the, in the front court with that. So I think if they can try and disrupt him and just disrupt other Nuggets ball players, um, ball handlers, I should say, then that should be a better spot for Miami to be in. But Hey, when you're Nikola Jokic and you're Jamal Murray and you're handing out 30-point triple-doubles on the road after you just dropped game two and embarrassed your team and your fans in your home arena, you're like, nah, we need to run that back and show who we really are. And you do it with 30-point triple-doubles, that's sick, man. I, we're never going to see that again, at least in our lifetime. Two teammates, 30-point triple-doubles mm -hmm. in the NBA Finals on the road, that's craziness. I mean, the numbers are essentially identical. Jokic played 44 minutes, Murray 45. Jokic shoots the ball 21 times, Murray 22. They both make 12 field goals. It's insane, Cam. You're right. I, who knows if we're ever going to see that again. I want to ask you about the Heat, though. We know kind of the two-headed monster in this series. Jimmy Butler, obviously, but Bam's been playing great basketball first three games of this series. Who do you think needs to be the third guy for Miami? We saw Gabe Vincent go off in game two. Obviously, Caleb Martin was unreal against Boston. Hasn't been that guy yet. You think it's one of those two? Is it maybe one of the shooters, Struess or Robinson? Who do you think needs to be that third piece for Miami in this series? You know what, PJ? When I get this question, man, I can't really single out one player to be that third person that steps up for Miami because, really, that's not really their M.O., right? They do it by committee. So I would think that you would have to combine all of that talent 
and Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, Struess, Duncan Robinson, their shooting, their playmaking ability, and they can combine to be that third person. That's what I think it has to be. I can't see Caleb Martin really stepping up and being that third scorer for Miami. One, because Denver, when you look at them defensively with the length, the strength that they have, and the athleticism, it makes it difficult for Caleb Martin to really get himself going. He had spurts last night. Now, I will give him that, but he wasn't the Caleb Martin that we saw in the series against Milwaukee. Definitely, definitely not the Knicks, and for sure not against the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. So his 10 points were needed, but still, he never got into a rhythm just because Denver's defense, especially their forwards and their guards, they're really active on those ball handlers, especially if you're driving to the rim. So it has to be something by committee with Martin, with Struess, with Vincent, with Robinson. But if somebody's going to take the lead in that, and I have to answer because, PJ, you're my guy, so I'm going to give you the, the respect and answer that question, it, it, I think it has to be Gabe Vincent. I think Gabe Vincent really has to have a better shooting performance. He, he was one for six from three in game three. It felt like he was just searching for fouls on his three-point attempts instead of focusing in and knocking down shots. And that's uncharacteristic of Gabe Benson. Of course, he picked up those fouls. Questionable, if you're a Heat fan, yeah, I get your gripe. If you're a Denver fan, you're like, no, those are obvious fouls, especially the steal that he had on Jokic. But when you look at the replay, he hooked his leg to keep him away from getting the ball. So he needs to get back to being himself, and that's the guy that has made himself a lot of money in this playoff run. He's going to sign a nice contract. So Gabe Benson has to be the leader of that committee-led group to be the third scores or the third impact players for Miami. You know, we've watched the total for each one of these games continue to drop. It was two eight. I think it closed right two eighteen and a half is what we figured. Two eighteen and a half yeah. for game one, and then two fourteen and a half. It was down to two thirteen. We're down to yeah. two ten and a half now for this. Is this Ooh. the point where we maybe dabble on and over and just say this number is low enough? That I still feel like I like the under in this game just because of what we've seen so far. Especially if the Heat can can really control that pace, slow things down, and yeah. grind it out because they weren't physical last game. They got pushed around in the paint. They got out rebounded by yeah. fifty-eight uh, thirty three and you're going yeah. uh, that's not the Miami Heat so this this to me feels like an opportunity for the Heat to really grind things out and get back to their basketball no take the under Nick look you guys saw Friday you saw what happened when Devo pulled up on his bike to Craig and Smokey and when they were sitting on the porch you saw everybody tucking <laughs> tucking their chains in and making sure they took off their watches because they knew what time it was and the Heat and the Nuggets know what time it is in game four if you're soft, go sit on the sideline. You do not do not need to be in the game. And if you have some kind of fear, then just stay home. It, stay in the hotel. Stay in your house. Because if you are not tough, if you are not mentally tough, you will not be able to survive in this game. So take the under more so because to your point of the Heat being out-rebounded and not even just being out-rebounded, they were dominated on the glass 58-33. to 33. But then also, Nick, they were dominated inside of the paint when it comes to points in the paint. You outscore Miami 60-34 to 34 on their home floor in a must-win game for Miami. And, yes, game three was a must-win because they will get complete control of the series and the momentum and psychologically against the Denver Nuggets. You know Eric Spolster. Hell, Pat Riley and Alonzo Warning probably spoke to the team and said, look, we need to show them what Heat culture is about. And then also Udonis Haslam, I'm sure, has some choice words for his players. They need to step up. So it is going to be a physical, tough game. I wouldn't be surprised if I see a couple of double te double technicals. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody is ejected in game four because both teams understand how pivotal this game is. Again, as I mentioned, if you're Denver, you take game four, you head back home for game five, one win away 
from the first NBA championship in your franchise history. Miami knows this, but Miami also knows that, hey, if we can get a split at home and head back to Ball Arena where we just snatched away game two, we feel pretty good about ourselves. So take the under in this one, tuck your chain in, guard your grill, because it's going to be physical. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like that under as well. Cam, let me ask you, because on BetMGM right now, the player props aren't out. As you just think about this series, is there a player prop that you're looking forward to betting for game four? Like, is there a guy and a stat that you already know that you're looking to attack? It's Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon, every single time he steps on this floor. It used to be Contavious Caldwell Pope, but he's going MIA, so I don't even know who that KCP is. It feels like He's like a robot or something. So that's not the real Contavious Caldwell Pope because I was cashing out with him when it came to his three-point props throughout the playoffs. But since he's declined in his shooting, I'm going with Aaron Gordon. So what he brings to the court is that live body, and that's what Aaron Gordon has always been. From the time that I covered him when he was a McDonald's All-American when the games were in Chicago, he's always just been active on the glass, super athletic. Of course, as he's grown and he's gotten older, he's gotten some of that grown man strength as well. So it's hard for heat players like a Gabe Vincent or Duncan Robinson or Max Schuess to really account for Aaron Gordon in terms of blocking him out. How many holding calls do we see on Duncan Robinson trying to battle with Aaron Gordon in the post? How many times did we see Duncan Robinson just get pushed out of the way when the shot will go up on the Denver side of things and Aaron Gordon is right there underneath positioning himself for an offensive rebound or the same thing defensively? So he's been a guy that's really thrived in that category. I believe he had seven rebounds in game two or excuse me game three but he's consistently hit over on that rebound prop and Vegas has set that total at about five and a half really when you look at probably his last four to five games so he's cashed out for me so many different times so give me AG on the over on his rebounds prop. Talking to Cameron Smith bet MGM tonight uh, Jimmy Butler talked about uh, after last game you know try to downplay the whole I'm not a scorer I can do lots of different things which he's right I mean if you need to go rebound go get some assists be a playmaker if the shot's not falling he can do it but we also know Jimmy Buckets is a nickname he may not like he may not want out there but it's the truth and when it needs to be he can go out there and score for them there are some props that are already out there 27 and a half is what I have seen for his points for game four yeah. Uh, what, what do you make of what he said in terms of I'm not a scorer, trying to almost downplay that a little bit? I mean, it's smart gamesmanship on, on Jimmy to be able to do that. Uh, Jimmy knows that he needs to be a scorer for Miami to survive. That's why he came out super aggressive with his shot attempts, especially in that first half. So him finishing with 28 points was necessary. It was one of the reasons why Miami was still, even though they were out of the game at certain points, still within striking distance because we know Miami are like zombies they could be down 15 to 20 points and still fight back. So him saying that, I get it. But then also deep down, we know that Jimmy Butler understands that he has to be a scorer, right? Um, you don't trademark the name Hemi Buckets if you don't believe you're a scorer. You're going to get your money on that. But then also there's some truth to it because Jimmy has proven that he can score the basketball. You look and saw what he did against the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round when he dropped 56 on them. So he has that within him. I think it's something that he's always had from the time that he, he was with the Chicago Bulls when I was covering him during those seasons. But he had to play his role in being a defender in that tip system. But now he's grown. His game has evolved, especially offensively. And that's one of the big reasons why Miami has to understand that they need Jimmy Buckets to get the basketball and be aggressive every single time. So we've seen Eric Spolster in, in numerous trips in game three run their set through Jimmy, whether it was him um, in the post area on the wing 
or running that ball screen with Bam Adebayo or making sure that when he caught that basketball, especially in the corners, he was attacking towards the middle or off the baseline. So Jimmy has to be a scorer. He knows that. Miami knows that. Denver knows that. And if you're a smart, knowledgeable, and even just casual basketball fan, you should know that because he is a superstar in this league. Cam, we got about a minute left. So your official pick for game four, it sounds like you like Denver. Would you lay the three and a half with them if so? Yeah, give me the three and a half on this one, PJ. Look, I had Denver minus two and a half um, heading into game three, and that was something that when you think about what they were in game two, you're like, man, it looked like Denver just got their souls and their hearts snatched out of them by Miami. But then Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic are like, no, we're coming in here to set the tone. We know that wasn't the real Denver Nuggets team. Let's go ahead and score 20, 20 points of our 24 points in the first quarter inside of the paint. So you had Jokic with 10. You had Murray with 8. Those guys understand what's in hand. And as I mentioned, they are two games away from winning the franchise's first NBA championship. That gives you extra motivation to get to that goal and achieve that goal. So give me the Nuggets definitely covering if Miami comes out flat which I don't expect them to do but if they do do that I think that Denver jumps on them early and they try and establish that same game plan what they had in game three of going right to the basket right to the paint with 